Hello and welcome to the Highly Strange Podcast with Lewis and Kate. Hi everyone. Got a slightly different episode for you today as Sarah is still unfortunately quite poorly. Feel better soon, Sarah. So Kate is coming off the sub bench and she's making her first rare appearance for a while. Back again. Back again. So this episode's gonna be um it's gonna be a little bit different to normal, it might be a little bit shorter. I'll say I had to throw together because I'm working on a I'm working on a bigger series, which will be coming up soon. But today we've got something different. And you can't trust me with anything good. No, no, exactly. You ready to go? You ready for some learning? <laughs> Stop reading my laptop. <laughs> I can't see it from here. Get to the edge of my curtain. Right. Until the Renaissance, the philosophical consensus on the nature of comets was that they were simply disturbances in the atmosphere of the Earth. Even still... Many were convinced, despite the science, that comets followed a straight line across the solar system instead of following an orbit around the sun. It wasn't until 1705 when Edmund Halley concluded that comets have an orbital period and are thus seen on regular occasions. One specific comet, later referred to as Halley's Comet, was first recorded in 164 BC on ancient Babylonian tablets. Ever since, it would prove to be a menace to society. Dun, dun, dun. Have you heard of Halley's Comet? I have heard of Halley's Have you heard Comet. any stories about Halley's Comet? I have not. Oh, you're going to learn some. In 1066, the comet was seen in England and was thought to be a bad omen. Later that year, Harold II would die at the Battle of Hastings and William the Conqueror would take the throne. As reported in the Anglo-Saxon Chronicle, a story of a monk witnessing the comet. Not long after, a comet, portending, they say, a change in governments appeared, trailing its long flaming hair through the empty sky, concerning which there was a fine saying of a monk of our monastery called Athelmere. Crouching in terror at the sight of the gleaming star, you've come, have you, he said. You've come, you source of tears to many mothers. It is long since I saw you, but as I see you now, you are much more terrible, for I see the brandishing, the downfall of my country. At the time, many chroniclers also believed that the Normans were being guided to their invasion of England by the comet. So the comets are bad at the moment. Mm -hmm. They hate the comets. Halley's Comet passed Earth in 1456. The Ottoman Empire just invaded the Kingdom of Hungary, with the resulting siege of Belgrade resulting in over 13,000 deaths. A scholar at the time wrote, A hairy and fiery star, having then made its appearance for several days, the mathematicians declared that there would follow grievous pestilence, dearth and some great calamity. It was later declared that the Pope had excommunicated the comet in order to avoid a further catastrophe. A poem from the 15th century provides an impressive description of the nature of comets. They bring fever, illness, pestilence and death, difficult times, shortages and times of great famine. So, they really hate comets. They think nothing that, but bad news. Nothing but bad They bring death, even though death and pestilence was a big part of the times. Mm -hmm. But, you know, they blame it on comets. The esteemed French surgeon Ambrose Perret described the comet of 1528. The comet was so horrible and so frightful and engendered such great terror in the vulgar that many died of fear. Others fell sick. It appeared to be of excessive length 
and was the colour of blood. (laughs) (laughs) That comet's too long. (laughs) At the summit, one saw the figure of a bent arm holding a large sword in the hand, as in the act of striking. At the end of the point, there were three stars. On both sides of the rays of this comet were seen a great number of axes, knives, blood-coloured swords, among which were a great number of hideous human faces with beards and bristling hair. So they saw that in that comet. When was this meant to have happened? When was this from? That was 1528. They would have had some sort of drugs then, right? They would have had this, I believe. They had drugs. (laughs) This sounds quite wild. Now let's wait for the ice cream man to go past. Thank you. Afonso VI of Portugal, during the 1664 sighting of Halley's Comet, overwhelmed it with abuse and threatened it with his pistol. (laughs) (laughs) The comet would continue its reign of abuse over its 76-year orbital cycle until 1910, when our story begins. So you would think with the early 20th century's advances in science and knowledge, fears of a comet's supposed power over the events of Earth would be a thing of medieval history. Unfortunately, it was not. The first coverage of Halley's Comet came in a 1907 newspaper out of Kentucky, leading with the headline, Will Coming Comet Collide With Earth? (laughs) Two years later, from the Tacoma Times, September 24th, 1909, Giant Comet is now hurling this way. Here's Halley's Comet, biggest and rarest of comets, now headed this way. Halley's Comet, the evil eye of the sky, has just been sighted by astronomers at the Harvard Observatory and is bearing down on Earth at a rate of several thousand miles a second. Its tail is millions of miles long and the comet itself is bigger than the sun. Not true. Once in every 76 years, this hobo of the heavens wanders into the Earth's orbit leaving a meteor shower in its wake. Its appearance has been associated with some big events in world history, and now it makes good its reputation by coming just after the North Pole is discovered. Got any comments on the um, article? Really enjoy Hobo of the Heavens. Hobo of the Heavens, good. I like Evil Eye of the Sky. Yeah. (laughs) Newspaper articles today are rubbish. They are. Like I've said before, some of the research I've come across these newspaper articles are great. Thankfully, most scientists were there to reassure the concerned public that the comet would not in fact collide with the Earth, but one French scientist was more concerned. Camille Flammarion was as much of a classic astronomer as he was a mystic and storyteller. He published over 50 books, including several astronomical works, science fiction novels and research on psychical phenomenon. He surmised that upon observation, that Mars was covered in a series of canals and waterways that supported the idea of an alien civilization living there. In the Los Angeles Herald, 1905, he did an interview about what he supposed Mars was like. I've been studying that planet closely for 30 years, and I am certain it is inhabited, and probably by people much more advanced than we are. The year in Mars is twice as long as ours, that is to say, it really consists of 730 days, with regard to the inhabitants, I think they are very light in weight. That, for instance, if a man who weighs 140 pounds on the Earth could suddenly be transported to Mars, he would weigh only 52 pounds. The climate of Mars is very mild. 
There are no gales and the atmosphere is very light with scarcely any clouds. The inhabitants enjoy fine weather, the climate being dry and clear. So he knows a lot about Mars. He's got it spot on. That's exactly what Mars is like. How does he know what the inhabitants he, are? He knows. He, he's been watching it for 30 years, <laughs> studying it closely. He was also a keen spiritualist and had some interesting ideas. He would state that spiritualism is not a belief but rather a science that we currently know little about. In his book, Mysterious Psychic Forces, he wrote, That souls survive the destruction of the body, I have not the shadow of a doubt. If the souls of the dead are about us, upon our planet, the invisible population would increase at the rate of 100,000 a day, about 36 million a year, 3,622,000,000 in a century, 36,000,000,000 in 10 centuries, unless we readmit reincarnation upon the earth himself. So he knows a lot. He knows. He knows a lot. <laughs> what do you think about that last bit, about all the souls? What, the numbers? I'm not just like... We could have some souls sitting in the room with us now. <laughs> they're, they're queuing up unless we re-admit reincarnation. Mm-hmm. It's like a giant waiting room with 36 billion people sitting in there. What would you want to be reincarnated as? Um, like a cat. That would be a good life. Just sitting around, chilling. Mm-hmm. Why, what would you be? I like the idea of a cat. Yeah. And you can just sort of... Lays about, get left alone quite a bit. Someone always feeds you. Don't have to worry about bills. No rent. No rent. Barely scratches. Yep. Mm. Yeah, it's a good life. I was I must admit, I wasn't expecting to have a conversation about reincarnation. No. I know I threw the quote in, but... Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was interested to see what you was going to come up with. So this man, this supposedly credible scientist is the one that truly started the Great Comet Panic of 1910. Tuesday, February 8th, 1910, in the New York Times. Comet's poisonous tail. Astronomers at the Harvard Observatory have not yet made a photographic spectrum of Halley's Comet, which is rapidly approaching from Earth, but a telegram received there today from the Yerkes Observatory states that spectra of the comet obtained by the director and his assistants show very prominent cyanogen bands. Cyanogen is a very deadly poison, a grain of its potassium salt touched to the tongue being sufficient to cause instant death. It is a bluish gas and has a very similar in its chemical behaviour to chlorine and it is extremely poisonous. It is characterised by an odour similar to that of almonds. The fact that cyanogen is present in the comet has been communicated to Camille Flammarion and is causing much discussion as to the probable effects on the Earth should it pass through the comet's tail. Professor Flammarion is of the opinion that the cyanogen gas would impregnate the atmosphere and possibly snuff out all life on the planet. And with the perceived threat of a comet gas attack began the Great Comet Panic of 1910. So... Flammarion found out that there was some cyanogen gas in the comet of the tail. Mm-hmm. And he then went on to say in an interview that that gas will kill all life on planet on the planet. Is that actually true? No, because the amount of gas in that tail is so small that the Earth's atmosphere would 
would eat it up, basically. So what was he boasting his hypothesis on? The same stuff he based the Mars hypothesis and the 36 billion dead souls walking the Earth So he made a lot of it up. Yeah, well, you say he made it up. It's a lot of uneducated guesses, you could say. February 9th, 1910, in the Ogden Standard. Headline. Coming end of the world. Halley's Comet may snuff out all life on Earth. If the astronomers are right in their estimation of the amount of cyanogen gas in the tail of Halley's Comet, and if that body's vapours do envelop the Earth, we may have a chance to feel the sensations of the bugs and insects which are killed by the use of this deadly gas as an exterminator. Such is the cheerful opinion yesterday by Professor Edwin Booth at the University of California. We'll all be snuffed out if a sufficient quantity of this cyanogen gas unites with the hydrogen of this planet's atmosphere. Their union would form the deadly gas known as hydrocyanic acid, the most deadly poison known to science and which means death for all animals. Professor Burkhalter of the Chabot Observatory, Oakland, maintains on the other hand that there is very little gas in the comet's tail and the Earth's people have nothing to fear. So a lot of that article is about how we're going to get snuffed out by the gas. The very bottom of the article, just that one line. We've nothing to fear. Nothing. Nothing to fear. (laughs) Screaming and creating a panic and then it's like, it's okay. So they said that the cheerful opinion expressed by Professor Edwin Booth. Nothing about what he said sound cheerful. No. Proper gloomy. But he wasn't an astronomer. He was a biologist. So they were just asking him what the effect of cyanogen gas would do rather than would it be likely to happen. So once again, the media spoke to the right people to get the right angle. And then at the very end said, this might not happen. (laughs) (laughs) The headlines continued in the Tacoma Times. Comet may kill life on Earth in the San Francisco call. Comet may hasten Resurrection Day. Oh. The, pa- <laughs> the paper put its hopes on the survival of the species on the fact that most astronomers do not agree with Flammarion, noting the tail of the comet is of almost inconceivable rarefication. Basically, the cyanogen gas was too dispersed to impregnate the entire atmosphere. So once again, they're repeating what, what the other scientists said, but... You know, very small writing. When you start a headline with Comet May Hasten Resurrection Day and then at the end you say probably won't happen, people just read the headlines. It's probably in like really small lettering at the end. Yeah, exactly. In the Seattle Star, warning, Haley's Comet may get you if you don't watch out. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of like COVID did when you was walking down the street. Keep an eye on it. (laughs) What was it? You um, you need to stay alert. Stay alert. <laughs> stay alert. <laughs> Watch out, roaming gangs of COVID out. <laughs> Just Haley's comet comes, and you got to do like a barrel roll. Got to keep an eye on it. Ducking and diving. But I mean, is this much different to what we see nowadays in newspapers? Mm-mm. It's not, is it? I mean, we've just lived through a pandemic, and the papers were very similar. I mean, like COVID was bad, but I mean the way the papers went about it at the start, it was very similar to to this. Yeah. Whilst the media hysteria continued, actual scientists desperately tried to calm the public down, with many pointing out that all comets contain the gas and that it exists in a tiny amount, and our planet's atmosphere will protect us when we pass through its tail, as we have done countless times before. Nevertheless, 
the scientific debate didn't stop the less scrupulous people from taking advantage of the ever-increasing panic. Newspapers and magazines printed a continuous barrage of news and feature stories about the comet. Their pages were also filled with many advertisements using the Halley's Comet theme. Nearly every product imaginable, soap, pens, food, beverages, promoted itself by hitching a ride onto the comet. Publishers in the United States and overseas in England and Europe printed and sold dozens of different souvenirs postcards about the comet, some satirical, some photographic. One such was a card by M. Perio showing former President Teddy Roosevelt as the head of a comet, blazing his way towards a third-term run. Though Victorian-era advertising trade cards were in sharp decline by 1910, small numbers continued to be used as insert premiums by manufacturers or as handouts at store counters. A few rare ones contained Halley's Comet as part of the illustrational message. Most, though, just had a blazing comet lost somewhere in the background. These required a careful eye to find. So I found quite a few of these pictures, like little postcards and stuff, advertising companies, like, yeah, like you'd get a little business card, but they were, like, bigger back in the day. And Mm -hmm. in the background of all of them, there'd be, like, a comet in the background or something. At least one tobacco firm was influenced by Haley's Comet and named one of its cigar lines after Edmund Haley. Gas masks become bestsellers and some even brought out Comet Protecting Umbrellas. <laughs> but people were buying these. <laughs> the pictures of this stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, I found some. I will put some on the Instagram. If, okay, you keep talking because I need to see. Well, I think you're going to want to listen to this next part. Okay, go on then. Even worse was a sudden introduction to the market. Anti-comet pills. <laughs> oh, spicy. <laughs> In an Arizona newspaper, an advert. So I'm going to give a warning for this. This is the advert word for word. These are not my words. And I do not endorse the words used, but it is part of the historical advert. You look so nervous. Okay. Whatever this comet may do to this old world... The Negroes of Portel Prince Haishi are prepared. They are confident that they will go unscathed because they are well packed with comet pills. <clears throat> Officers of the Hamburg American liner Elegeny in Portel Prince today said that all the Negro servants, labourers, merchants, beggars, and thieves are all rushing pale mail to the huts of a shrewd old voodoo doctor outside the city who is selling comet pills as fast as he can make them. So that's bad. Yeah. That's not great. No. What, what were the pills? Like, what were they using? Um, we'll get into that. These pills were almost always sugar pills made by white capitalists. The police had arrested two Texans for selling such sugar pills, but the demand for comic cures was so high and desperate people campaigned for their release so much that the police reluctantly released the snake oil salesman. So these people, these people pretended to be shrewd old doctors in Haishi making up these cures, which are just sugar pills that will prevent you from the comet gas. It's disgusting. Yeah, but if you freak someone out about something enough and then go, I've got something to protect you, or here's the cure. Yeah, exactly. People will... But people were like rushing to make money out of these people, but they didn't know if the, they was going to die from the gas as well, so they'd come up with all this money, but it would be no good to them. They'd have just been gassed. 
it on the off chance that nothing happened. They're, they're quids in, yeah. yeah. A family contemplating a sea journey inquired of the Royal Observatory, wondering whether the comet would cause the Pacific to change basins with the Atlantic and the primeval forests of North and South America to be swept by the briny avalanche over the sandy plains of the Great Sahara, tumbling over and over with houses, ships, sharks, whales and all sorts of living things in one heterogeneous mass of chaotic confusion. The observatory did not send a reply. <laughs> <laughs> so the day is coming. On April 20th, 1910, people first spotted Halley's Comet approaching Earth. Reactions escalated worldwide. From Paris, it was reported that restaurateurs were preparing comet suppers for the great occasion. In the USA, churches were packed with people who feared that the encounter with the comet signalled the end of the world. A shepherd in Washington state was reported to have gone insane with worry about the comet, while in California a prospector nailed his feet and one hand to a cross and despite his agony pleaded with the rescuers to let him remain there. Your face! <laughs> Sorry. Insane. <laughs> he, he crucified himself thinking it was the end times. Oh, please. <laughs> this is what I want. He should have just taken a comet pill. He would have been fine. Would have toasted a pearl. <laughs> On May the 6th, 1910, with the comet bright in the sky, England's King Edward VII died in his bed, had the comet claimed his first victim. May 18th was the day the world was dreading, as on that day, the Earth would pass through the fateful gas tail of Halley's Comet. The New York Times reported on the day that terror occasioned by the near approach of Halley's Comet had seized hold of a large part of the population of Chicago. New York also wasn't immune to the fear. Quotes, Some of the more superstitious in the sections, largely inhabited by foreigners, were on the verge of panic, the paper reported. Many preyed on bended knees in the streets and parks. Do you get the slight, subtle hint of racism in that bit? <laughs> more superstition in the section largely inhabited by foreigners just imagine people on their in the streets on bended knees looking up at the sky at this comet in the sky it's crazy just over 100 years ago this was yeah it reminds me of the um, episodes of the Simpsons where um, Homer thinks the rapture's coming so he's trying to warn people and spread the news so he can like get his place in heaven <laughs> He's got that sign on, like, the end is nigh. <laughs> yeah, I remember that one. Oh, near, sorry, not nigh. <laughs> People were blocking up their doors and windows with rags to prevent the gas from entering their homes, while others camped outside and looked to the skies to embrace a quick and hopefully painless death. I'm going to say, if it was something bad, it wouldn't work, because you made me watch that... Um... Thing, the nuclear bomb film what was oh, it called? Threads. you made me watch Threads yes. and from what I saw of that it didn't end well when they was blocking up the windows but that's how desperate these people were they were going to their windows and doors and shoving rags in the creases thinking that an earth wide gas attack would they would be safe by using rags <laughs> you know what I mean in France crowds gathered in the streets Astronomers continued to try to reassure the public that there was no danger, 
For one thing, the head of the comet would come no closer than 24 million kilometres with the Earth. Some scientists thought that a meteor shower or an aurora was possible, but most held to the opinion that there would be no observable effects at all. So as you may have already guessed, due to the fact you're listening to this now, the world did not end. Halley's Comet passed the Earth with no notable effects, as the majority of the scientific community had expected. Flammarion, however, refused to admit defeat. He proclaimed that several observers had certain olfactory experiences which are described variously as the smell of burning vegetables or a marsh of acetylene. So They smell burning vegetables. <laughs> Could it be that people were panicking so much and trying to stuff rags in all the cracks in their house that they just forgot the dinner was on? He's <laughs> just like... He's like, sure, people didn't get gassed to death. I was wrong, but people did smell something horrible, so maybe I wasn't wrong. Something did happen. <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable. It's like peop- It's like the 2012 thing where people was predicting the end of the world then and like something minor would happen and be like, well, something did happen. I weren't all wrong, and then they pushed the date back another 10 years or whatever to the next apocalypse. It's like going in for surgery and going, we removed the tumour, but I'm afraid my watch is inside your stomach. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to go back for another apocalypse. So the Great Comet Panic of 1910 would eventually fade into obscurity with the advent of the First World War shortly after its arrival. Maybe the Comet Panic, maybe the Comet was predicting the First World War. Mmm... Because that celestial object did have a bearing over that assassination of, of Ferdinand. Ferdinand, yeah. So, have we as a society learned our lesson, or do we still suffer from bouts of mass panic? No, we haven't. No. <laughs> no, 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 we haven't. When the Hale-Bopp comet reached Earth in 1997... Members of the Heaven's Gate cult, led by leader Marshall Applewhite, committed mass suicide in an attempt to ascend to an alien spacecraft they believed was hidden behind the comet. So that's on a much smaller scale, but I'm not... It's sadder in a way. It's a lot sadder because people did pass away. Yeah. But, I mean, they were happy to do it. You know? Yeah, I'm sure the abuse made... Everything good. Like, I don't think if they hadn't been part of that cult, I don't think they would have been happy to have done it. Maybe not. Maybe not. I mean, Sarah's been threatening to do an episode about Heaven's Gate for a while, so we'll probably go into more into that more then. When the comet Neowise appeared in March 2020, conspiracy theorists blamed the COVID-19 pandemic on the comet. Shut up. No. <laughs> I've never heard that. No, I'd never heard of Neowise either. But the conspiracy theories seem to be split in two ways. That it was the COVID was a cover-up for this comet that was about to destroy the Earth, or the comet brought COVID to the, to the planet. Both of them are equally stupid. But that's a, that happened. I feel like the first one was better. The comet bringing COVID's not as good. But also, what if they made it like an Armageddon sort of thing and we sent up a rocket? Yeah. <laughs> I love that film. <laughs> Such a good film. 
<laughs> there was a period where films like that were coming out, like it was that, and then it was like the core. Do you remember that one? We had to, they had to dive into the, pl- they had to drill into the planet's core because the planet. Stopped. Oh yeah, yeah. And like, the same thing, you had like the volcano films. So I think there was one called Volcano, wasn't there? With was it Tommy Lee Jones in that? Inferno, volcano, something like that. But these films come like that, and then you had like. 2012 and 28 days later and all those ones they come in pairs yeah but Armageddon was definitely the best <laughs> yeah true but like we haven't learnt as a society the Covid pandemic we just went through shows that I mean yeah like I said earlier it was bad people did pass away and it was tragic and the way the government's handled it was shocking but at the same time you saw people going shopping with Tesco bags over their heads there were some great photos. Yeah, a lot of it came out of America, though. Yeah, a lot of it was America. Sorry, our American listeners, but that is all mostly on you. But like, the newspapers stir this these fear up because they get money from it. That's the, that's all this was, and like like back then, these papers in the nineteen nineteen ten was generating revenue by scaring people into like fearing the comet. Mm. All because one lunatic scientist said that we was going to get gassed and all the papers ran with it. And then following them from that, advertisers and capitalists started releasing bullshit products to try and prey on these people. And it's just this horrible loop until eventually it passed, nothing happened and everyone forgot about it. Yeah. No one, not many people have heard this story, what happened just over 100 years ago, that everyone was in the streets praying and looking up at the skies expecting a swift death holding on to their comet umbrellas <laughs> taking comet pills that's quite wild it's, it's ridiculous do you know like you guys tell stuff on here sometimes and it would be like great if time travel was actually real because it's like should we have a day out <laughs> i would love to go back to this time yeah i know this wasn't paranormal as such but it was strange <laughs> Oh, 100%. It falls loosely within the remit. But, you know, I thought I'd do something a bit fun. But luckily for us, Haley's Comet is not due to pass again for another 40 years. So fingers crossed we won't get gassed again. How old will we be? Um, 40 years. Um, I'll be 70. I'll be 72. 72. We'll both be dead by then anyway. It'll be fun. Probably. Electric's going to get too high. Yeah, we won't be able to heat ourselves anymore by that point. Morrison's is too expensive. In the next 40 years, can you imagine what the next few panics and fears would be? It would be cool to see one properly. Like, I know, obviously, we had COVID, but something, like, actually stupid like that. I remember 2012, the Mayan calendar. That didn't really make it out into the public as much, apart from some, like, lad Bible posts. And then before then, it's a bit before our time, the, um, uh, the y, Y2K virus that was going to wipe out the earth by destroying all the computer systems and planes were going to fall out the sky and everything. Was that to do with the millennium? That was to do with there being this bug in Windows system that when the calendar couldn't handle rolling over from 1999 to 2000, so everything would go wrong because the calendar would be wrong. That was essentially it. Yeah. But that never happens. And we didn't get gassed 112 years ago. Nope. So I remain eternally thankful for that. 
So who we who are we recommending this to this week? This the honor falls on you. That's a hard one. Evangelicals. Evangelicals. <laughs> <laughs> I don't imagine there's very many evangelicals that listen to this. Although there is a crossover between that sect of beliefs and like quite fringe conspiracies. Mm. So maybe we've got some evangelicals. If you do, then... Is this bit thrown in? Yeah. Oh. If you do, enjoy enjoy this episode. Um, I will recommend it to everybody because everyone needs to listen to Highly Strange. And... I recommended to... I recommended the podcast... To you, someone. She recommended it. My wife recommended my podcast to someone. I'm eternally thankful for that as well. Yeah, I've tried a bit. Have you enjoyed it, though? Has it been good? Have you learnt something? I did. N- knowledge that won't ever be useful in your life. It might come up randomly. Did you know? Did you know? <laughs> the Haitians <laughs> have made a comet pill. <laughs> no, that's terrible. Yeah. I hated saying that word. I'm sorry, people, for historical accuracy. Um, You're sorry for historical accuracy. I'm sorry that history was so shit. Um, find us on Instagram, Highly Strange Pods. I will post up. I've got a few pictures from like the time, from like the advertising at the time, newspapers. I've got newspaper articles. I've got loads of stuff I can post for this. Surprisingly, compared to some of the other stuff. Um, I'll remind him because he always says and he never remembers to do it. I know, I'm I'm shocking. But My mum likes seeing the pictures. <laughs> um, email us at HeidiStrangePod at gmail.com um, Thoughts, feelings, opinions, insults, aim them at Sarah for being ill again. Oh. Um, no, we wish Sarah to be back in full health. Don't know what's going to be happening next week because... I can't record next week, so who knows what's going to happen then. Um, we're at a christening. We're at a christening for our godchildren. Um, yeah, no, we do try to do every week. <laughs> Sometimes life gets in the way and we're always ill. Thanks, COVID. That's the vaccines. What a crap way to finish this What a episode. sad ending. <laughs> right. Bye! Bye-bye!